At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. And then on my undershirt, I put some Old Spice on the shirt. Oh, uh, I've never heard of that. You've never before. heard of that? Yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a trendsetter. Do Pete, people do that? Do people normally Pete, do that? Pete's going, it's not normal. <laughs> yo, yo, what's up? Chris Sims. Chris Sims Unbuttoned Podcast. Ahmed Farid is here today. What's up, dude? How are you? We are talking about pitting out there. Pitting right? out. Well, we talk about that from time to time. I mean, we've kind of gone, we've gone to all different angles lately about our personal life. I was thinking about that over the last few months. How much has come out about my personal life? Yeah. Using a bidet yep. out there. Right. Showering only when I leave the house. Right. Out, out there. there. Brushing my teeth once a week. Out there. Out there. Once a day, though. You. Were right, I'm sorry. Once a week. Now, now it's out there. <laughs> once a day. Holy crap. I'm a morning brusher and um, pitting out. Pitting out. Multiple times right. a week. And poisoning your body with your energy drinks. Every once in a while. Not as much as I used to do. All right, good. I've nipped that in the butt a little bit. You're looking uh, good today, though. That's a new shirt. I've never seen you wear that. Look at you. You're looking good. If you're listening. Your shoes? Let me describe the shirt for those who are listening. Fine. Black shirt, but the collar has, like, white around it. Yeah. And the sleeves, I've got them rolled up, which is really hip now. Right. Super in. Right. And uh, those are white as well. Yeah. Super so, in, huh? Super in. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. He's telling himself what is, what's in. Super in, super in. And we both have white shoes, yeah. which is not unlike us. No, no. I, I mean, technically, we shouldn't be wearing them today. Why? It's after Labor Day. No oh, more white after true. Labor Day. <laughs> that's true. Those don't exist, those rules anymore, though, do no, they? No. The, breaking the rules is now in. It's like whatever, you know, like colors that don't go right. together. You know, if you break the rules, that is fashion faux. Well, yeah, it's actually funny you're bringing that up, fashion faux pas, because uh, my wife this weekend was throwing this in my face about yeah. this. What you're talking about, Idris Elba was like, you know, Idris yep. Elba, right? Yeah, I do. Great actor from England, been in a lot of cool movies. Wants to be the next James Bond. Wants to be the next yeah. James Bond. He's been on my podcast before. Cool. Okay, seems like a good guy. He is. He's a great guy. And like recently, he's in all these things for like Vogue, and this is the most fashionable man in Hollywood. Hollywood and all yeah. this stuff. He came on my podcast and he was dressed really cool. And I don't know why, but I said to him, I was like, whoa, fashion faux pas. You just, like, I don't know. What, I was trying to say, like, it's cool and different, but that came out. And he looked at me and I didn't know I said it until after the podcast. So, like, my friends and people that are there, part of the filming, they're like, dude. Did you, why did you say fashion faux pas to Idris Elba? And my wife was like sending me the Vogue picture cover to that <laughs> yeah. last week with Idris Elba on it. Like, and she wrote like fashion faux pas underneath it. That's you know, so. kind of like a like an alpha move. You wanted to set that you were the one in charge here. You know, I'm the stylish one <laughs> in my hoodie and Jordan sneakers. Not uh, you. Uh, all right. So I don't know why the hell that's I went good, with that. Though. But when you started talking about fashion and all that, it just came to my mind. Did you ever apologize to him later on? Did no. you reach out to no, okay. well, I mean, he doesn't give me his number. We're not on a reach, a reach out basis together, uh, <laughs> but I do like him, and hopefully he will be the first Black James Bond. That'd be kind of so, cool. So uh, that would be cool. Yeah. So what we did right there was we painted the picture. Yeah. It was like a novelist when right. he paints the picture. You're wearing a kind of a bluish yeah. uh, hoodie. hoodie. 
with a gray button-down shirt. Yeah. Uh, that I, I always wear. A, a, I always button top button, even underneath my hoodies. And I got some LeBron soldiers you know, on. LeBron soldiers. And some rag yep. and bone blue khakis. And you did have a little coffee or some tea on the top of your. Uh, no, that hoodie. was, uh, was oh, that? Uh, raisin. I mean, that was bran flakes. <laughs> bran flakes, because yeah. I was hungry. So. Okay. All right, so All let's right. go. We that got a good was, one today. We do. We do. You wouldn't know it by that length, the intro, but we do actually have a lot to talk about. Um, so we're going through the answer key today. The answer key. This is the answer key. This is the you answer key. You are going to go through every division. Yep. We, we went through the over-unders, and we kind of got your, your thoughts on the teams. We got a little bit of a read on how you think these teams will finish, but yeah. we're actually going to make you pick them. Making, you're making me pick them. Who are the playoff teams? Yep. Who are left out? Got them seated. And then once we have the playoff teams, we're going to play it out. We're going to do the bracket. Play it all out. I really, from my over-unders, as I told you in full transparency to all our listeners, I really only had one changeup from our over and unders, yeah. and I, the 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 teams that I is a team that I picked over already. But just the more I sat back and thought about it, I think I ended up being a little more maybe high on them as I than I maybe let on during the over under period. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah, all right. A little tease of a team in the future here. Maybe you can uh, figure out which one that is. So before we get to 2020, we got to check our work. Because if we're going to call ourselves the answer key, yeah. we got to make sure that oh. we, we live up to that. Um, and so last year, let's take a look at the It was not a good year. If you're looking, it wasn't a bad year. Yeah. I, 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 there were some hits here. Uh, so if you're watching on YouTube right here, here is uh, the bracket last year. You played it all the way down to the Super Bowl of Eagles. who were They were a playoff team. Yeah. And if Carson Wentz hadn't gotten hurt, who knows what could have happened, uh, against the Chiefs. And so you had that right. Man, I had a lot of the potential teams last year. The Jags with Nick Foles. Yeah, You know, I got the Ravens in. Oh, the Browns. I bought into that hype. Baker Mayfield let yep. you down. You know, Big Ben gets hurt. I had the Steelers. So, those, you know, uh, you know those, the, the Nick Foles injury, although I don't know if they were a playoff team even if Nick Foles plays, but, you know, Big Ben getting hurt. Yeah. You know, you can't predict that. Yeah, Cam I know. Newton got hurt. You had Carolina as a playoff team. Carolina as a playoff team. I've certainly because of the way the year before ended. Remember that was the year they were six and two and really one of the better teams in football. Yeah, he tore his labrum, and I thought, okay, they're going to come back this year. I like some of the pieces on defense, and I think Cam's going to come back with a vengeance. But of course, that didn't work out. So got the Saints and Eagles. Got the Seahawks there. Mm-hmm. Yep, I picked the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl. That was over. You know, I don't know. I felt like the Eagles weren't making the Super Bowl basically around week 10 when their whole team was dead on the sidelines on a gurney somewhere. I don't know. And I just, you know, so other than that. Anytime half of a team dies, they're going to have a hard time making the Super Bowl. Right. It's pretty hard. hard. And then then I picked the Super Bowl winner wrong. I picked Doug Peterson and the Eagles to upset Andy Reid, and that didn't work out. So here it is. So you got the Eagles to make the playoffs, though. So you were right there. Yeah. You got Seattle. You got New Orleans. Carolina didn't make it. You yep. had them in. Chicago didn't make it. You had them in. Dallas didn't make it, although they almost did. Yeah. You had them in. AFC, you hit on New England. You hit on the Chiefs. You hit on Baltimore. You missed on Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, and Cleveland right there. But here, in your defense, yeah. Chris, so yeah. Pete did some digging. Wow, thank you. Uh, he wanted to defend you. And so you lo- we looked at, uh, at Vegas. Right. Vegas, of the 12 teams in the playoffs, how many do you think they got right? Ooh, Six. Five. Right. And what so did you, I get? Five six. or six? I you got, got six. six. Yeah, so you beat it. Vegas. Suck it, Vegas. <laughs> fucking, yeah. you want to make some money, come to me, okay? Well. I'll tell you how the fucking that thing seems works. seems a little too far to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but you did beat Vegas, so. So, yeah. 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 You want to not lose as much money. It's That's not true. good enough, though. It's disappointing. All right. I'm so really we'll, am. We'll come I back. believe the year before, and this is why I started saying the answer key. 
gosh, I think so. I had 10 out of the 12 playoff teams. So I hold myself to a high standard. Last year, those picks, my picks during the regular season were bad. We're not up to standards, not up to Chris Sims standards. So well, you know we're what? coming you're, back you're this year. You're elite at telling us why something happened. You know, why a team was able to sure. beat another team. You're elite there. Thank you. I maybe believe I am too. Maybe you're falling off as a prognostic. Maybe I am then. Maybe I don't predict the future anymore. <laughs> I can just tell you why it happened. <laughs> well, let's try to turn it around. Let's do it. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through your answer key. Yep. We're going to give your reasons here. I'm going to hold mine till the end. I might drop a few nuggets on where I might disagree with you. Good. Please just, do. You know, just yes. to keep you on your toes. Please do. But I'm going to wait to the end to give you uh, mine. So the, we'll just focus on your your outlook can I say one thing season. here why I just where my brain went with this whole thing Where'd your okay brain go? Yeah. my brain went with in this year the way it is I went with proven commodities that's what I did hmm. I'm not throwing it like oh the roster's good yeah I'm gonna throw the dart over there and hope it hits and maybe they'll be 14 and 2 right, no so who burned you so, last year Browns burned you that's yeah, why you're yeah doing right that. well and that, and there was that? no pandemic last year Okay. There was no OT, you know, there was OTAs, things like that last yeah. year where I went, okay, yeah, the Browns, it's a lot of moving pieces. You know, this year, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit more on proven commodities, team been together. This isn't our first game together in a regular season, like, whoa, it's week one, and we've never even, like, had anything even to simulate a real game, and right. we're out here for a real game. I'm, I'm going with the teams that I feel like have been there, done that, and been together for the most part. Out of my 14 teams, I have a lot of that. Okay, and, yeah. if, and out of how many of those 14, if you don't get, will you will you call it a failure? Like, how many do you want to get? What's your what's your limit? Oh yeah, so it's 14 now. 14 I mean, now. yeah, I mean, I really look at like anything. I I mean anything. I'd be disappointed with eight, really. Yeah, I, I'm looking at like nine as my benchmark. Nine okay. or above. Nine, I can live with and go. Oh, okay, I feel good. Eight, I'm like, oh, well, well, you did one game better than 500. Yeah. Like, who gives a shit about that? It, you know what's so hard about it too? It yeah. all seems to make so much sense when you're just looking at it and looking at the favorites. You're like, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> but every year, it's there's surprises, and there sometimes always. it's half of the playoff field. That's yes. a surprise. Yes. Um, so we'll try to you know indicate those teams that you know think that could have a chance, even if you're not picking them to make the playoffs. Yep. Because like your wide receiver rankings. Yeah. You think like there were 20 top 10 wide receivers. There are probably 23 good teams in the NFL. Playoff caliber teams. Yeah. yeah. Like Where you, you can look at the roster, the coaching staff, and you go, oh, I mean, I can make up a case to why they end up in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with you there. So let's start, you. With the, uh, let's start with the AFC East. Yeah. AFC East, a division that has been won by New England each of the last 11 seasons, 16 of the last 17. Last time a team that was not New England won the division right. was... The Miami Dolphins. In 2008. Right. Chad Pennington, that team who lost to the Baltimore Ravens in the wild card game down there in Miami. I think Ed Reed was playing cover two mm. and ran to the opposite side of the field. Had no business being there and pick six Chad Pennington in, the, in that playoff game. I'm just surprised that I remember the team that it was yeah, and you good. remember all the plays yes, from it. Yes, that's what I do. Um, so, last time Buffalo won the division... 1995. Ooh, baby. The Colts have won the division more recently than the Buffalo Bills. That's How about hilarious. That? And they're not even in the division not anymore. Not even in the division anymore. <laughs> so, um, I know you've been talking up the Bills quite a bit, but... You what know, do you think I'm going to do? What's your heart know. of hearts? Do you think I go with Bill Belichick and Cam Newton, or do I go with McDermott and Josh Allen? I mean, I'm going with one of those two, just so you know. So, We're not, not going with Brian Flores in Miami and Fitzpatrick to win the AFC East. Up until this last week, I would have said the Bills, 
but I've heard you talk up New England here lately, and so now it's a 50-50 toss-up for me. It, 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 it is a little bit of a 50-50 toss-up, yeah. I mean, th- things that I've heard coming out of New England, things like that, the positivity you're seeing from Cam Newton, yeah, has certainly made me be even more bullish on them than I was before. But I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. Ooh. I am. I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills. And, again, you know, I just look at this as one of the better defenses in football. We know that, you know, the Stephon Diggs, the motivation of Josh Allen wanting to get better, a great coaching staff that's all still in place there. Nothing's really changed for that football team. And then I think their offensive line, a year, it's a little, it was a younger offensive line with talent last year, another year for them. You know, another running back to go with Singletary and Zach Moss. You know, I just look at all of it and just go, man, it's, it's on the up and up. And they have something to build on from last year. They're going to be able to look at that playoff game and go, bam, we, we should have won that game. Uh, and, you know, we can do more with that. So I'm picking the Bills to, to do it. So Bills haven't won the division in a while, but they have been a wild card team out of the division last year in yeah. 2017 as well. All right, so in New England, this is where I'll give a little nugget of where I'm leaning right now. Yeah, sure. New England, it's the same philosophy used, you've used with Tom Brady. Right. You know, it's like people, there are some people that say as long as Tom Brady is a quarterback in the NFL, he's going to be great. Yeah. And you're like, no, at some point it drops off. There's going to be that year where it just doesn't happen anymore. And I think people are using the same philosophy with New England. It's like they're going to figure out a way because they always have figured out a way yeah. to do it. Right. But, you know, you lose Tom Brady. Maybe that's not the biggest thing ever. But you lose eight players. Yeah. You lose some guys on the defensive side. Sure. You lost them in free agency. Right. At a certain point, you've just lost too much. And even Bill Belichick, as great as he is, can't get the team into the playoffs. Yeah, well, I, I get that. I'm, I'm going to pick them to get into the playoffs. I can tell you that. now. but I understand what you're saying with what, you know, you know, some of the points you made, certainly. But I still look at the team and just go – and that's why I'm not going to pick them to win the AFC East because of some of the moving parts. You know, even if New England's playing good, I don't know if it'll be totally up to their potential early on or whatever that might be. And they have a pretty tough schedule too. So, yeah, I expect a little bit of a learning curve yeah. or, you know, figuring out the, the life of this new team in 2020 to where maybe they, you know, lose a game or two more than we're normally accustomed to seeing, you know, halfway through October. But, you know, when you just break it down still, I still go, okay, offensive line wasn't great last year, but it's still a good offensive line that I'm, you know, knowing New England, they're going to demand more out of them this year. Plus, they're a little healthier there at that group too. You know, running back a little banged up right now. But here's the things I'll tell you. You know, first off, Cam Newton, like all the praise you're hearing. I mean, Belichick doesn't throw praise out to just yeah. guys for anything. He's had other superstars there before yeah. who were superstars on other teams and came there, and he doesn't answer the questions like he does about like he did with Cam Newton. You know, whether you go back with Ocho Cinco or Albert Hainsworth or some of the other guys, you know, he would more just go, they're working hard. Mm-hmm. You know, they're getting a feel for it. Like they, he's throwing praise out. Yeah. So that, I think, tells you something. You know, and then I expect guys, and I've heard, and Keel Harry – Demir Bird, some of these other guys that they got are popping, let alone it's one of the best secondaries in football and, of course, one of the best defensive minds in the history of football, too. And I think it's a team that's built, really, that fits Cam Newton's style. So from then, I am picking them to make the playoffs. There's no doubt about that. So it is, of all the odds, and we're getting our odds from PointsBet, the new official sports betting partner of NBC Sports, um, it is the closest between the top two. You got Bills plus 110. You got Patriots plus 135. Right. right I can now. see them both having the same record. Yeah. And the Bills True. and Bills winning the tiebreaker. Yeah. Or, you know, vice versa. I'm picking the Bills right here, as you know. But yeah. I could both see them at 10 and 6. 
or something like that, and the Bills, you know, maybe swept the season series or something like that, or it was one on one but had a better division or conference record, yeah. whatever. It or may they be. win the coin flip if it goes down that far. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so uh, Josh Allen was born six months after the Bills' last division title. You say they get it this year. Are we making you pick the rest of the division too? Where well, the Dolphins and Jets? Fit? I mean, I, I have them as unders. I know that. Yes. So right. they're they're, they're going to okay. lose. That's okay. what I'm going to tell you. They're going to yeah. be five and eleven, <laughs> four and twelve, six and ten, yes. somewhere in that range. All right. So we got two playoff teams. We got two playoff teams. You picking teams. New England to make it? I, I'll give you a I'll give you a little nugget here. Yeah. I am not. I am not. You're not. Yeah. No. You, I figured the way you just talked and the way you laid it out with all the players, it didn't sound like you I'm were picking gonna them. Pick, I'm not going to pick it. But you have to wait <laughs> to the end to get the rest of the picture. Yeah. So the reasons that was Pete just got in my ear. He said that's a tease. That is a tease. Right there. People are like I'm aroused. They. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be fast-forwarding to the end right now. Okay, AFC North. We've got two playoff teams in the AFC. Two of the seven already. Okay, interesting. We've got uh, Ravens. They opened March as a significant favorite, and then not much has changed since then. Uh, although the Steelers' odds have improved slightly as the offseason has gone on, uh, Browns have gotten slightly worse as the offseason has gone on, and the Bengals are, are far behind everyone else. Seems like a... A one-team race in the AFC North here, Chris. Well, there's clearly – I'm picking the Baltimore Ravens, yes. And I'm going to – I mean, do I want to tell you my seedings right now or should we wait till we go through all these and whatever? Mm. We're going to wait. wait. I'll wait. But either way, all right? That's called a tease. That right is a there. tease. Yeah. You should be aroused now. <laughs> uh, but either way, with the Ravens, I mean, come on. We've discussed this. This, yeah. is, this is the best roster in football. This is a team that's going to be angry. You know, uh, they get to play the NFC East this year. So I think that's favorable to them in a lot of ways. You know, from the standpoint of Dallas is really the only team with marquee firepower on the offensive side of the ball, I think I'd look at where, you know, hey, maybe Philadelphia has, but i got to see it first mm-hmm. before I throw them in that, that category. Uh, so I think they have their way there. And I know they play the AFC South this year, which is certainly going to be a tough division. We know that. But uh, I think ultimately I just look at them, and again, the team hasn't changed. Right. The staff hasn't changed. They're motivated. They're pissed off by the way they played last year. And the only changes about their football team are like, oh, hey, you got Calais Campbell. Or, oh, hey, you got a first-round middle linebacker. Yeah. So it's not like anything drastic that way. And I do expect them to be still one of the best teams in football. Heavy favorite, negative 239, according to points bet. So that is odds-on favorite. Um, what about the Steelers, though? Yeah. Big Ben back. That defense was elite last year. Yep. And I'm going with them. They're playoff in the playoffs team. for me. They are. Yeah, I, I'm too, I mean. Can challenge for the division title? I think they can. I don't think, like, I will say this. I don't know. I don't think the Ravens are going to run away with, like, a 14-2 and two record this year. You know, I do think Cleveland will be better. I think Cincinnati will be better. And, of course, Big Ben's going to make that offense better in Pittsburgh. And that defense, you know, hey, how many times have we said that? I mean, that was a Super Bowl defense. They can win games by themselves. So, yeah, I'm picking the Steelers. I am. Yeah. You know, I think that's just the boost they needed. The big thing with the Steelers would just be who is that other offensive weapon that's going to pop up for them? That's, you know, is it going to be the Deontay Johnson? Is it going to be Chase Claypool? We just have right. to see it. I, uh, I feel confident that that will happen. But, again, you need to see it on the field. And the running back question is real, too. But I just think there's too much talent on that team and that roster. And I think with Big Ben coming to the end of his career, Mike Tomlin realizing – you know, man, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers head coach. It's been a few years since we've been in the playoffs. 
Wilson made some mm-hmm. noise. That I think that'll all be real as far as driving a driving force for them this year. I'll throw another tease out that you mentioned Chase Claypool. We're going to go through our MVPs, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, all those awards coming up here. Yeah. Chris's Rookie of the Year is going to be Chase Claypool. He thought, I thought just... about him. It's not going to be, but <laughs> okay. I thought about him for sure. Uh, uh, that's an upset. But that's the only so two far. I'm going with here. So Browns, no. I'm going no Browns. And, and uh, it was not easy. I, I'm rooting for the Browns. You, yeah, know you think I love... they'll be better than they were last year? I do think they'll be better than they were last year. I think the thing that, again, I'm a little scared about is, all right, offseason, new coaches on both sides of the football, mm-hmm. right? This team still isn't battle-tested or won any tough, gritty stretch of football games yet. And I just want to kind of see where it goes. And I just didn't want to make the same mistake as last year and just go, oh, well, they look great on paper. Yeah, they look great on paper. Yeah. They do. Well, and Baker. I mean, Baker had a rough year last year. He you did. Don't know, you don't know if that's him or if first year. Well, let's. Him I'll, 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 I, you know, I, I've heard rumblings out of there too, and I told you this before we went on air. I didn't know if I was really going to tell you or say this, but yeah. yeah, I've heard rumblings that it has not been the smoothest. You know, I heard that. You know, from some people down there that I trust, that Case Keenum's had a lot of days where it was like, whoa, he looks better than Baker Mayfield. Sure. That scares me when I hear that. It just scares me. So I think that added to my It scares you, but it probably doesn't surprise you. You've always been a Case Keenum I have guy. been a Case Keenum fan, and he fits in this offense and has great experience in the offense, yeah. too. So that's why I'm not like, oh, I've heard, you know, I can believe it, but also I could also sit there and believe it, too, and go, well, yeah, here's a guy that knows the offense and another guy that's kind of learning it on the fly, yeah. and it's still in his first three weeks of doing it with live bullets and practice and doing all that. So maybe it's just not as smooth as yet. Great potential for the Browns will not, of course, be shocked if they make the playoffs. And not at all. Yeah. I mean, I really think their, their personnel set fits the scheme. They're going to play the 49ers defense this year. They got a great front four. They got corners on the outside that are long. Just like the Seattle defensers of the 49ers of the, the heyday with Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward. So they can do that. Yeah. And they can rush four. And then the offensive side of the ball, you know, I just think with that offense, hey, yeah, it's Stefanski, run the ball, bootlegs, play actions. They're set up for that. Now, can they capitalize it? I don't know. But I, I just couldn't pick it because of the moving parts. Again, I went with proven commodities. And to me, they were not a part of the proven commodity club. And the Bengals will have a fun offense to watch yep. and, a, and a fun defense for other teams to play against. I think yeah. that's their uh, Well, it could be. Exactly motto. right. I think the Bengals could be one of those, like, uh, what we call, like, NBA league pass type teams where yeah. it's like you turn it on, you don't really expect them to win, but you're going you're gonna to go, this is going to be a fun watch, I bet you. And I think they could be one of those type of teams. All right, so we got two more playoff So teams. we got four to the seven got right four there. four to the seven. we got two more divisions left. we yeah. got three – Three left. So we'll go to the AFC South. This is an interesting one. Oh, Houston is. started the offseason as the favorite. By the end of the offseason, they're currently the third choice now. So they traded DeAndre Hopkins and just fell off the map like that, and it's huh? It's the opposite for the Colts. Started the offseason as the third choice. Right. Had to see now, who the quarterback was going to be. Now they're the favorites, and the Titans have stayed the second choice, but they, they're, they've improved a bit here. Um, but it's still it's still really close. What are they at right now? So it's Colts plus 115, Titans plus 170, Texans uh, plus 355. So they're not a you know not a close third. Um, so a lot of people down on Houston. I know. A team that's won the division six of the last nine years. Like, like do we need – you know, it's like – it's a little bit like, are we ever going to learn from our mistakes? How many times did we count Billy O'Brien out of it with, like, some shit quarterback, and yet they win the division? And now here he is, and he doesn't have a shit quarterback – 
So I'm not going to pick them to win mm. the division. Okay. I'll say that. I went into this process thinking I was not going to pick the Texans, Texans to go to the playoffs. I will say that. I've changed that. The Texans are going to the playoffs. They're the team you were talking about earlier. A little bit. They are the team. I picked them in the over and are over-under things, yep. but I was literally like, ooh, maybe just barely over. Sure. I, think they're, they, I think they were set at like 7.5 or, or 8.5 maybe. Yeah. But you've been po- – I mean, you think the offense could be better without DeAndre Hopkins. The, so this is what I came down to. Again, first off, not much change there, okay? Yep. And – the stuff that did change, you know, it's the same system, same coaching staff is what I'm saying. Offensive line, no drastic movement there. And they have, you know, the first two picks from last year, the 2019 draft, who played last year and played well. They're going to be starters there. So the offensive line has quietly become like, ooh, used to be the weak point of the team to now I go, I'm excited to see what they can do this year. Yeah. They kind of had moments of looking good last year. And now with Watson and his mobility and David Johnson there. And, yeah, you've heard me say, I think the offense is going to be more dangerous this year without DeAndre Hopkins. That's nothing to do with DeAndre Hopkins. He was just the only guy before. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like they have a true committee. And I think with Watson being in what? Is this year four or five for him? That I look at it and go, yeah, it's, I think he's going to take off too. And I think there's enough there on defense – and even though it's not beautiful, I just look at it and still go, I think there's enough there, and they're a game plan-specific type defense, too, where I think, yeah, they're going to have to win with their offense, but their defense will do just enough to help them win some, some games. The Titans have not won the division since 2008. They now have Jadevian Clowney. Yes, they do. Makes them better. It does. So Houston's not your division winner. Are the Titans? They are not. They are not. No. I know, you know, the, the Titans were one of these. It was a tough one, okay? Even I with think, Clowney. Even with this Clowney. This isn't one of those where you're like, you made your decision before Clowney. No, signed. no, I did not. I did not. I didn't finalize, you know, everything really until I kind of had a semi finalized Sunday. And then Monday, yesterday morning on Labor Day, I sat down and I was like, okay. Yeah. And I changed a few things around. But I, I, all right, the Tennessee Titans, listen, I understand there's a lot to like. I guess what I question is the formula in which they win, all right? That's where I don't know. You know, I think that's the first thing that scares me, you know, as far as are you really just going to be able to depend on, like, this straight-ahead power running game, going downhill on football teams and just overwhelming them? I don't know. I'm not yeah. sure, especially in, like, we haven't had an offseason. You haven't had preseason. The offensive line hasn't been able to orchestrate, like, hey, the defensive line lined up like this, and now they've moved all these different ways, and you have to block it on the fly. Like, those reps are valuable to teams that go, we're a run-first football team. Then there's no Jack Conklin at right tackle, right? So I look at that. Plus the added fact of Arthur Smith's offense is good but didn't blow me away. Everybody's been able to study that. And then I think a little of what scares me too is the divisions in which they play against this year. The AFC North, for one, Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to overpower that conference in the run game and just go, oh, we're going to run you over, Pittsburgh and and Baltimore. I would be shocked. Now, I know they ran over Baltimore in the playoffs last year, so that was shocking to me. They had Earl Thomas, though. Yeah, well, yeah, right. So I think I just go from that and I guess a little bit of a question mark of who other than A.J. Brown is going to be that guy. I think this things fell right for them last year the right way. Clowney is certainly a big addition. I like a lot on their front seven. I don't think I love any of it except for Clowney. Okay. And then in the secondary, it's the same thing. It's a lot of good but not great. And what I ultimately ended up doing was going with, 
I went with the Texans because things have stayed the same, and I look at them and just think they have an elite thing about their football team, and that's their quarterback and their wide receiving core. And yeah. that's what I gave them the edge over the Tennessee Titans. But not as the division winner. No. Colts last won the division in 2014, and according to Chris Sims, also in 2020. Yeah, I'm going to go with them. I am. And, and again, I know most people are going to go, well, wait, you just said you're going to go with proven commodities yeah. and you know teams that have been together. Well, this team has been together, the Colts. They had a quarterback issue last year. Their quarterback retired on them. You know, this year, yeah, I know Phillip Rivers is new, but he's been in this offense and he's played enough in football to where I don't go, this is going to be some, like, life-changing cultural event. The Colts team is still the same. They just added Phillip Rivers and DeForest Buckner, basically, and then got two rookies that they hope can help them out, Michael Pittman Jr. and Jonathan Taylor. But I think as a whole, I just look at too many things on the Colts football team to like. I only have one question mark about their team. You've heard me say it before. is their cover corners. It's the only thing I look at. Now, they don't need to play man-to-man a lot. They play the San Francisco-Seattle scheme too. Uh, but I am. I'm going to go with them this year between you know, what I think is a team that has great depth and now a difference maker on defense with DeForest Buckner, two awesome linebackers there, and then the offense where, okay, I think it's the best offensive line in football. You know, I think the receiving core is vastly underrated. And I think Frank Reich's a really good game plan designer. And then, of course, I'm expecting Phillip Rivers to kind of have that, like, bounce back, fuck you year. Yeah, there's, there's a chance that Phillip Rivers can make Frank Reich better, right? They can, it could be mutually no beneficial. It's Definitely. not just like, okay, that uh, now that Phillip is with Frank, Phillip's going to be better. It's like both of them can yeah. up their game. I, 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 I think I expect Rivers, Rivers with the support he'll have, I think a run game, the pass protection – Hey, do they need a guy like Paris Campbell, the second-round pick from 2019, to pop up this year? But you know, you're tight end, T.Y. Hilton, and a bunch of other really good receivers, plus two good running backs and a tight and tight end play that's okay. Yeah, I look at the Colts as uh, I think are going to be major players this year. I'm picking them to win the AFC so South. So we, we got the Colts division winner. You got Houston as a wild card. And a surprise, I think our first big surprise, you got Titans, who were a Final Four team last year. Missing out on the playoffs this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, what happened to me with the, the Titans is I just really, you heard my reasoning, and then when I looked at their schedule early on, and I, you know, I, I, I think that it's going to be harder for teams who depend on just the straight-ahead power running game to get their shit together early in the mm-hmm. season as compared to a team that's got a quarterback and some really good pass catchers. Yeah. I think they have a little bit of advantage. And the Titans, I think this is what did it for me too. The Broncos in week one, the Vikings in week three, mm-hmm. the Steelers in week four, Buffalo in week five, you know, Houston in week six. All those teams have size and physicality to where – I guess I'm, what I'm betting is their run game won't be as effective, and I don't sure. know if they have enough weapons in the pass game to pull it off. The counter to that yeah. is that they could get it going late in the year no, like, like they, they have. to keep doing. Right, no doubt about that. that into the postseason. No doubt about that. I know, and we'll see. This was definitely one of the hardest teams for me to leave out of this, this conversation. Well, it'll be really interesting to, to see if I agree with you later on. I All right, agree. we're going to the AFC West. Uh, so one team. One team yeah. out of the AFC West. Yeah. Ooh, this should be difficult. The Raiders. Uh, <laughs> so the Chiefs started the offseason as heavy favorites and end as heavy favorite. In fact, they're the heaviest favorite in all of the NFL to win the division uh, title this year. Negative 455, and I'm guessing they're your team. Yeah, they are. I'm expecting, the, I'm, I'm expecting greatness from the Chiefs this year. 
I really, I think the Chiefs are going to run away with the AFC. So let me do this. Hold on, real quick. Yeah, I'm picking them as the number one seed, just so you know right now. Sorry, okay. spoiler alert there. Well, so that was that was the question yeah, I was going to ask. So right. the Ravens and Chiefs, according to points bet, are tied plus 25, plus 425 to have the most wins in the NFL. Yeah. You think the Chiefs will have more than the Ravens? I do. I do. I, I, I um, again, I just, you just heard me talk about continuity, yeah. proven commodities. I think pass catchers and great quarterbacks are going to have an advantage early in the year that way. You know, as long as you can protect, and they have that already. They got one of the best pass protecting O-lines in football. I, I, I just, you know, again, not that there's rhyme or reason always to all of this, but I just look at this the way this sets up where I just go, I think the Chiefs, the pressure's off and just watch out. I think they're going to, like, seize the moment. I think it's going to give Andy Reid the green light to try shit that he'll never – he might have never tried unless he won the Super Bowl. Yeah. He'd been worried about, ooh, they might question me with this. You know, I think it's going to take some pressure off of Mahomes, too, and not, not make him want to play so perfect all the time and things like that. So I, I guess I'm just looking at it that way uh, to where, yeah, team's the same. They have difference makers at a lot of key positions – and I think they're going to seize the opportunity and run away with things here. So I'm kind of surprised the second choice, um, even yeah. though I've talked up the roster for the Chargers, I gave them a top five roster. I, the I get you. And I know. For me, though, the Chargers, I mean, the Derwin James injury is pretty big. Hurts, for them. right. That's pretty big for them. Right. Still got a lot of play. You got Joey Bosa on defense. You got playmakers. Quarterback's a question, right? Tyrod yeah. Taylor, even though I like him a lot. Uh, how close were any of the other teams, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, to make it? Yeah, the Chargers were the team I thought of next. Yeah. You know, I look at, like, Denver maybe of being, like, this year's Cleveland, where we all keep like, yeah, ooh, these offensive weapons, but yet they're, like, a little too young and not ready to go yeah. yet. So they have some exciting moments. The Chargers was a tough one, because even without Derwin James, it's still going to be one of the top defenses in football. And... You know, I think there is some – I just – I don't know what their offense is going to look like. Yeah. I think the Tyrod Taylor thing, question, I question that a little bit. You know, I'm not sure about the offensive line. I know, like they got by Balaga and Trey Turner, but that was still a really bad offensive line last year. Sure. So how much better will they be? I think ultimately those are the questions that just kind of bothered me. Um, and, you know, just to get back to the Kansas City-Baltimore thing, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about that later. But, yeah, yeah you know, Kansas City – just, you know, it's, it's rare where you can look at a team that just won the Super Bowl. We kind of talked about this last week. They didn't lose anybody key in free agency. Usually the team that wins the Super Bowl, like everybody wants their free agents. Yeah. So they kept their team intact. Um, but yet you're going to have, oh, wait, a healthy Sammy Watkins. Oh, you got Clyde mm-hmm. Edwards-Hilaire. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, McCole Hardman's going into year two, right? And, you know, Juan Thornhill was hurt. But also I think this is the big thing to me. Best player in football, best quarterback in football. Mm-hmm. I think you could arguably say Tyree Kills in the conversation for best receiver in football. You know that would be my pick. Tight end, you could say Travis Kelsey's arguably the best tight end in football. It's him or, K- or, or Kittle, right? Offensive line, I could sit here and tell you it's one of the better offensive lines in football. Now they got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to go with that. Yeah. You know, and then you talk about Chris Jones and Tyron Matthew on the other side of the ball, and then a Frank Clark. Like to me, they have. Game changers that way. So, oh, the game's close. We need a big play in a big moment. The, oh, hey, don't worry. We got seven of them. Okay, okay, fine. Oh, Frank Clark will knock down the pass. Oh, Chris Jones will knock down the pass. Oh, Honey Badger will get an interception. Oh, Mahomes on third and 15 to throw a 50-yard laser off his back foot. So I just, 
To me, that's why I'm. You can tell I'm. I'm thinking they're gonna just run with shit this year. So what do you One think? Seed. Of, what do you think about the Raiders, real quick, before we tie up uh, Bo? Because we're. I, I think already. I'm trying to anticipate the fan bases who are gonna throw the most. Yeah, they're gonna you. be mad at me. Like I like. I think there's gonna be a lot of improvement from the AFC West. I yeah. think they're gonna be. A, I don't think any of them are gonna have these horrible records. I think it's gonna be a lot of them beating up each other. Yeah. And. You know, they might all be clustered together at like seven and nine and six and ten or something like that. Maybe even eight and eight. Um, but I think the 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 big thing that um, I just come away with the the Raiders more than anything. The offense, I'm excited about it. I think the defense is what I just sit there and still go. Eh, they haven't been able to figure sure. it out. They no. really have not. Young it's in the secondary. While. They made you some know, changes. They, signed yeah. some players. No but. doubt. But I just don't know if I'm ready to sit here and go, okay, they're playoffs this year. Okay, so before we leave the AFC, you want to just throw your seating out here while yeah, we're talking we about go. all these teams? Yep. So you got Kansas City 1, you got right. Baltimore 2. Exactly. I'm okay. going Bills 3, Okay. Colts 4. So Colts, the worst record of the division winners. Yep, okay. and then I'm going to go Steelers, Pats, Texans. Okay. Gotcha. Got it. Cool. So the Texans are your last team yep. in. So that's the AFC. Let's go over to the NFC. Cool. We'll start with the uh, NFC East. Uh, Eagles, they open the offseason as slight favorites, plus 125 over the Cowboys, who were at plus 140. Cowboys took a big leap by the end of May, had a good draft. Yeah. Some Eagles got hurt. Yeah. Cowboys currently minus 125. You got Eagles at plus 130. So it's uh, pretty close at the top, but the Cowboys are the slight favorite. How do you see it? I'm going with the Cowboys, too. I am. Um, This is probably my only team on here where I'm going, like, there's some unproven commodities about this commodity, I guess, right? And I just, what I came down to is when, okay, well, Mike McCarthy's still kind of a proven commodity. He knows this ain't his first fucking rodeo here. And... There's still a lot of proven commodities on the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe they haven't proven themselves the way we'd like to. Like, we expect, like, you know, a Super Bowl berth or an NFC championship game. But, right. you know, they have been in the divisional rounds and had home field advantage at 13-3 and once. So there's a lot there to, like, like about the football team. And I just look at the team and go, okay, it wasn't that far off last year. And I like Mike Nolan and McCarthy. And they have some elite factors of their football team that, to me, I just can't pass off. I mean, you could sit here and argue – you know, is it the best wide receiving core in football? Okay, it's, it's in the conversation. Offensive line, is it the best offensive line in football? It's in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott's a top 10 quarterback for me. We know the running back's in the conversation for best running back in the sport. So I look at all those, and then I go to the front seven of their defense and still go, okay, yeah, I know they lost Robert Quinn, but there's damn, there's still a lot of studs on that front four. We know the linebackers are good. Some questions in the secondary. That's the only thing I look at. And I just think Mike McCarthy, what I know about him, him coming in there, that talent they have, C.D. Lamb, some of the young guys they got. Yeah, I'm looking at it and going, um, they have some elite traits to their football team. And, yeah, I know it's kind of unproven in some new parts, but to me it just wasn't big enough. It's not Kevin Stefanski doing a first-time job. Yeah. It's Mike McCarthy taking over a team that was 8-8 eight and eight and just two years ago in the playoffs and won a playoff game, and I think that's a little different, I guess. So the Eagles won it last year. But no team has won this division in back-to-back years since the Eagles won four in a row in the early That's 2000s. Part of the reason I went with the Cowboys. I mean, I know. That history's real. Yeah. So in the last decade, Eagles have won it four times. Cowboys three, Washington two, Giants one. So the Eagles, not the division winner, but are they a playoff they team? They are a playoff team. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's, there's too much. 
I mean, of course, the injury bug is bothering me a little bit. Yeah, they've lost two of they lost offensive line. Gosh, Jalen Rieger. We don't know where Alshon Jeffrey is. Andre Dillard out. Yeah. Brandon Brooks out. Right. So those were those were huge huge blows to them. Now the defense. I mean, I think that's the thing that, that where I'm excited too. The defense, Javon Hargrave with Fletcher Cox and all those guys. You got Darius Slay in the secondary. Like, I expect the defense to be a much improved unit. And then offensively, as long as they stay somewhat healthy. And I think what we saw from Carson Wentz last year, and if Miles Sanders, he had a soft tissue injury last week. So it's just about where they are there. But I do certainly look at them as a playoff caliber football team. Too many positives, and I don't see any team ever just being able to physically overpower the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. So you got Cowboys and Eagles are in. A Giants and football team improved, maybe. Improved. Pains maybe in the butts. Washington, but young talent. You yeah. Know, Dwayne Haskins, can he take another step? Yeah, I, which I do. I expect. Yeah. I expect that. But, again, you know, just them alone, it's just like, okay, Dwayne Haskins, Terry McLaurin, who mm-hmm. else? Who else they got? Okay, I'm not yeah. sure yet. we got to see that. You know, the running back positions, obviously a question mark for them. Um, the Redskins, it's ah. all – Washington, damn, I did it. Washington's the, the football, football team. team. The football team. I'm excited for that front four, though. I'll say that much. That no. could be one of the most fierce front Chase fours. Chase Young. And, yeah. yeah, and and uh, the two Alabama boys in the middle, and then Kerrigan and Montez Sweat across from Chase Young. Like they could be dominant. And the Giants. What do you the think? Giants. The big thing is the de- the defense. Uh, the defense, I look at and just go, woof, secondary. What? Who are they going to have to cover people there? Yeah. Let alone they don't have the greatest pass rush in the world, too. So when I look at those two things, I just go to the Giants and I go, can, can Saquon and Daniel Jones, can, can they, and Evan Ingram, can they carry the offense? Can they carry the team? Because I really think it's, it's going to have to be them like, outscoring people. Are they going to be able to win games 31-28 on a regular basis? I don't think they're going to be able to do that. One note about this division that I yeah. thought was kind of interesting is the Cowboys have not been a wild card team since 2006. So either division or bust for them here. Oh, got you. Since Just a true wild card. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. They've not been the true wild card yep. team in a, in a while. Right. But you don't think they'll have to worry about that because you I think don't. they're going to win the division, but the Eagles are going to make it in as the wild card team. Let's go to the NFC North. This is the closest division in the NFL, one through four. Hardest to call. I can see that. One through four. So right now, so the offseason began with the Packers and Vikings kind of co-favorites. Pretty much that way now, although points bet gives the slight edge to the Vikings. Packers just behind them. Lions third, plus 400. Then the Bears at plus 500. That's crazy that the Bears are plus 500. Mm -hmm. I mean. Which aren't bad odds. I mean, you look at some of these other odds, like. You know, Chargers are plus 850, uh, Browns are 490, Steelers 400, so it's not like they're bad. Well, what's just crazy is, like, the Bears, you could sit there and go, the Bears defense, the Bears have the best defensive roster in the division. And then you can sit there and also go, man, okay, meh, all right, decent wide receiving core. It's really, to me, it's all about, it's the Bears and it's Mitchell Trubisky, mm-hmm. and that's probably what that, that issue is Were there. you surprised they named him the starter? Yes, I was. I mean, I wasn't surprised because I was hearing some things, but, yeah, I thought Nick Foles is the guy you make the starter. Mm-hmm. For them to name, and I put this out on Twitter, I don't know if you paid attention to it or whatever, but to me, for them to name Trubisky the starter, it must have not been close. I just don't think you're bringing Nick Foles in there, trading, giving him that money, unless you were going, hey, I'm willing to pull the trigger and make Nick Foles the starting quarterback. 
And that's here's my that's theory. Her. Yeah, I have go a ahead. theory on. Go that. ahead. Tell me how crazy this might be. Yeah. I think they might have done it as a favor to Nick Foles, looking out for Nick Foles, because now you're in a situation where Mitchell Trubisky struggles. Nick Foles can be the hero. Yeah, sure. As opposed to you know the year starts out and Nick Foles is struggling. Then you got to go back to Mitchell Trubisky. I don't. I don't know. I no, just I know. I can see logic either way there. Yours I, is. I mean, it's probably correct. Like they want to get out of the gates fast, right? And so you want your best quarterback on the field. I mean, right away. I just feel like the the conversation around the Bears is if they have a bad year, Nagy and Ryan Pace are gone. Yeah. So they can't be like fucking around playing like like you know science experiments here. Yeah. Like so that that's just my take. I could be wrong. You know, I've heard of teams before who have gone like, oh, this guy kind of beat that guy out, but I'm going to name the other guy the starter first. Yeah. Because I think the offense is a little bit patchworky right now, and we'll see where that goes, but as things come together, I'll be able to pull off the guy who I actually think is the better quarterback and throw him in. That's gone yeah. on before. I don't know. But that to, between the way they named him the starter – what they did to get Nick Foles, and then the comments throughout training camp. I never heard anybody like just gushing about Nick Foles. Never. I heard multiple people, con- not constantly, but gushing about Trubisky. Hmm. Like nor- more than your normal gushing. Sure. More than just like, oh, he's my quarterback and I have to say something good about him because he's my quarterback. It went beyond that. And just reading between the tea leaves, that would tell me there's more to it there. All right, so that. elite defense, maybe a, an improved Mitchell Trubisky. Hardest division to pick. Is that here. a playoff team for the Bears? No, no, I couldn't do it. Okay. I couldn't do it. I got to see the offense, Trubisky, the offensive line, the run game. The offense is the question with the Bears. I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if they were in the playoffs. I would not. I wouldn't be shocked if any of these teams were in the playoffs. Okay. Uh, and I wouldn't be shocked if none of them made the playoffs, except one has to. Okay. <laughs> and I'm yeah. going with the Green Bay Packers. Division I am. winner, Green Bay Packers. I'm going with the division winner, Green Bay Packers. I'm picking Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, I, I again, the proven commodity thing, sure, yes. But I also just look at their team and just I have less question marks about them. Yeah, do I wish they improved the receiving core and things like that? Like, oh, yeah, shocker. They're, they're working out, you know, free agent receivers last week. No, I wouldn't have thought that would have happened. Mm-hmm. But uh, I still think from top to bottom, I look at their and go, wish a few more receivers, wish they had another – really big nose tackle, defensive tackle type in the middle. But that's about where my complaints stop about their football team. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with the team that I think is kind of consistent. It was good last year and, of course, has the best quarterback. So three different teams have won this division each of the last three years. Packers last year, Bears in 2018, Vikings, Vikings. in 2017. Right. I know just from doing the show with you so many times, you're not, you're not high on the Vikings. You think they're good enough to be a playoff team? I mean, it's one of those where I won't be shocked, but I don't see it happening. Mm. I don't. I just think there's th- – th- that to me is a few new – too many moving parts. And with no Stefan Diggs there, Gary Kubiak, that offense, I, I mean, it, it needs to do more as-is anyways. Um, yeah, I just don't, I don't – I don't see it. The secondary being different, Everson Griffin being good, Yannick Ngakwe being there is great. I get that. Uh, I, I guess there's just – I need to see this team a little bit. The, yeah. I need to, the defensive tackles, all that. Linville Joseph not being there, Michael Pierce opting out of COVID. I guess I just have question marks. Is what I'm They're saying. in that window where they want to compete right now, but the window might have closed a little too much. Yeah, well, it's have... they got stuck. It's like yeah. we extended Cousins for you know two or three more years, and Mike Zimmer for two or three more years, but we kind of need to redo our team. But 
we don't want to totally redo it because we have some pieces here that we feel like we can build around. So they're, they're a little bit of an in-betweener that way, and they're trying to do it on the fly. The last time the Lions won the division, 1993, you say they're not going to do it. They were in the playoffs in 2016. Yeah. You say they're not going to do that either. No, no. But, I, again, I don't think I'd sit here and be shocked with anybody in this division to yeah. be there. I mean, the way they looked last year before Stafford got hurt, I mean, I think you and I were both excited about that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think with – you know, Hawkinson and uh, the running backs and some of the additions they made, you know, through free agency and things like that. Defense is where they got to figure it I, out. I, I think that's the, the big thing. They have size up front. Do they have enough cover people? Do they have legit cover people? Patricia, Patricia likes to play man and do that type of stuff. Yeah. You know, when we're looking at who's the best man-to-man -man corner on the lines right now, Desmond yeah. Trufant. You know? Jeff Okuda. And yeah, hopefully it'll be Jeff Okuda. Exactly right. Don't talk down Jeff Okuda again. That okay. depresses me when you do that. Fine. Uh, okay, so you got one team making the playoffs from the NFC North. That's the division winner, Green Bay Packers. Let's go to the NFC South. This one's fun. Offseason began with uh, Saints, heavy, heavy favorite, minus 400. Uh, Tampa Bay was plus 800, but now... Tampa Bay, after signing Tom Brady, they got a nice little bump with Gronk as well. That defense is pretty good. Yeah. They're plus 160 right now. Saints are minus 130. So that has tightened up significantly. Of course it has. In the NFC South with the Falcons uh, and then the Panthers behind them. So how do you see it? I'm going to go with the Saints to win the division. Okay. You know, again, I just think it's too good of a football team. Again, battle-tested. Where do you really look at their team and go, oh, there's an issue there? You know, there's just there's there's too many positives about it. Let alone, I mean, we know that they're they're pissed off. I mean, there's a yeah, yeah. they lost to they're, a team that was not off. as good as them last year. They're pissed off every year though for some reason. They or another. are, they are. You know, and and listen, you can you know been a little unlucky, sure, yes. And there's no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, I just again, I think this is one of the best rosters in football. I think he's one of the best coaches in football. You know, I'm big into up front. And physicality-wise, nobody pushes around New Orleans. It's one of the best O-lines and D-lines in football. My only question about the New Orleans team is just need another guy that can rush the passer. Is, you know, this is why I think we heard Jadeveon Clowney being mentioned yeah. with that. You know, can Marcus Davenport, their, their first-round pick from two years ago, can he get it going this year? That's going to be big to me. You know, he, he got hurt his rookie year, and then he dealt with injuries last year, and he's never really gotten to get into a flow in his NFL career. And uh, that's where I'm just not sure. Okay, so you got the Saints going. You got the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are kind of like, you know, the Broncos, Another tough like, one. You, like you mentioned. Not, not in this, their makeup, you know, a lot of young guys for the Broncos, but I'm talking about that sexy team that it's like, here's the now Tampa Bay's here. Yeah, the you Browns know, last year. It's Browns that last thing. year. Yeah, it's yeah. like we know historically they've been bad, but this year's different. This year we got Tom Brady. This year we got Rob Gronkowski. We got a good defense. So do you think it's different? Do they make the playoffs? I'm picking them not to make the, pl make the playoffs. Ooh. I know. It was not easy, man. It really wasn't. I've never had a, such a hard time doing this fucking exercise in my life. Without preseason, seeing those things, you know, a different year and being able to talk to coaches, uh, they had less free time. I feel like I'm less in the know than ever before going into a season, just as far as, like, guys to watch out for. Ooh, I mean, the this. teams themselves are probably less in the know. I think they, they are, certainly. Before. But, I, I, you know... Again, uh, it goes back to my a little bit of what I've told you. Just unproven commodities. 
yeah, it's a bunch of new pieces all together all at once, and I just I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, again, one, the offensive line, I will say I got question marks there and how that goes. Do I have question marks about Brady and how dominant? Like, I think Brady's going to have a good year. Do I think he's going to be, like, so dominant that, oh, my gosh, the Bucks are going to win the South or be this slam-dunk playoff football team? No, no I kind of yeah. got to see it first. I do. He's in a new system. You know, it's a new world altogether. You heard me say last week, like Bruce Arians, when we talk about him sometimes like he's been to 75 Super Bowls. He's been to one NFC championship game. You know, sometimes I got to remind my – I put him in this, like, class sometimes and I go, whoa, offensive play caller, yes, but, like, let's pump the brakes on, like, one of the greatest head coaches in football conversation. And then their young secondary scares me. It scares me. You know, it's – yeah, it's, there's some talent. Todd Bowles, his scheme, a little scary too. And I think those things are what ultimately, like, all that together and the fact that it's COVID-19 and they've never played a game together and it's like, oh, hey, we got to go to New Orleans and play a team that's, like, you know, in the Super Bowl conversation every year. I I just – what I expect from them is a slow start and then they finally get their shit together and we all start to go, whoa, watch out, but it might be a little too late. That's where I'm kind of looking at it. And when I look at their schedule and I go Saints week one, Okay, yeah, I'm picking the Saints. I'm just telling you that now. Panthers, yeah, we, I expect them to beat the Panthers, but they're playing, they're going to play some really good defenses early with the Broncos and the Chargers and the Bears to where if you're a new offense and a quarterback doing a new system and everything's kind of new here and he's implemented his plays from his system in New England that he likes, I guess there's just something about that that scares me. And I know, because I know people are already hating on me on Twitter, like, oh, there he goes, Tom Brady hater, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You don't hate Tom Brady, you just strongly dislike him. Yeah, that's I mean, right. No. Yeah. Uh, so the Saints have won the division title three years in a row. Uh, you're not picking Tampa Bay to be a wild card team. You know, the Falcons were the last division winner uh, since the Saints won, so they won in 2016. Falcons are another team. Are they a playoff team? No, I left them out. How could I pick the team where I'm expecting injuries to be a big part of this year and pick a team that's always injured? I just couldn't do it. I had them on my original. Where's my other scrap paper? Right? Mm-hmm. I had them in the playoffs. Yeah. And then I went, I'll take you know, even though you could, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, well, but I was just, when I wrote it down, I went, "Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, you're gonna take the team that's been hurt in a normal year the last two years, and now you think it won't happen this year? So I couldn't ride with that. Okay, would like would you know again? Wouldn't surprise you. Would not surprise me. I mean, if you made me take like, hey, Chris, dark horse Super Bowl contenders in the NFC. Atlanta would be one of those teams. They really would. There's enough talent on both sides of the ball where if I go. If those former first-round pick linemen come in this year, right. play well. Right. Julio stays healthy. Matt yeah, Ryan's healthy. Is a right. Great he, two. he continues to rise. Can Keanu Neal stay healthy on that side of the ball? Like yeah. it just that that's the big question to me. But they would be one of those teams where I would not be shocked. Uh, I really wouldn't be. Nor, nor would the Bucks. I wouldn't be shocked there either. Would you be shocked if the Panthers win three games? No, but I think that's about where I think it'll be, three <laughs> okay. to four. Yeah, it's a rebuilding. Year. It's a total rebuild. They did it the right way, too. It wasn't like, oh, let's put a Band-Aid on it and like try to make the fan base like buy into our new coaching staff and be like, hey, look, we have some fake 6-10 and 10 or 7-9 and nine record, but yet we have to go in the offseason and kind of rebuild the team again to where, you know, just fucking rip it off. Let's start from scratch. Mm-hmm. That's what they did, and I think that's the proper approach. Pete is noting here we actually haven't even published the podcast yet, and somehow the Bucks and Brady fans have already uh, discussed their hatred towards Chris on Twitter. <laughs> yes, so you've, I'm you've sure. Got, you've, got, uh, you've got ghosts. 
You've yeah. got you. You're hearing. You're hearing the. Uh, well, I, the whispers I, I mean, from I the know, fan base. I know. They I go. Know. You used to love us, and now look I'm, at you. I will. I am rooting for Tampa this year. There's you were no one doubt. of us. I know. And well, you you can't be real and actually root for a person. That's what I've realized. That's not. That's not allowed. What you have you to mean? be totally fake and just be like, oh, yeah. Tom Brady's the greatest. He's the best quarterback ever, and he's the best quarterback in the league. Is 2020? Go Bucks! Yeah. If you go like, oh, I'm not sure about Brady. He had a problem standing in the pocket and throwing the ball down the field last year. Yeah. And now his offensive line is question marks there, and they want him to throw the ball again this year. Like, I just want to see it. But, like, you're a hater if you say that. What? The only player I won't allow that for is Matt Stafford. Do not say anything bad about him. Anyone mm. else you well, can, we you pass can be the honest North about. You can good. be honest about. Uh, so, okay, so we have one, two, three, four playoff teams. That's it. So you got three. You got three playoff teams in the NFC West. Is my math right? You yeah. are right. All right, so we so. got uh, the 49ers at uh, the points bet favorite. Negative 105 currently. We got the Seahawks, second choice at plus 200. We got Rams, third at plus 570. Not far behind, though. The Cardinals with DeAndre Hopkins might get a long-term contract before the season starts. Yeah. Plus 775. So, really, could be any one of these teams. You got one team not making the playoffs from this division. Yeah, and it'll be Arizona. I don't have them making the playoffs. Yeah, I can't buy into that yet. I got to see a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be a pain in the ass. That's De- hard, though, to I know. be close to a playoff team. Well, if you, no, if you think you're you right. Three Not close. They were never team. in my list anywhere there. Okay. This is where I really see it, and I don't want to. But, like, I, could, I think all the three division winners in the NFC, like, as I played it out, mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be very jumbled up. And they like, could have all similar records. Like, the five, six, seven, and C could all be, like, nine and seven. Right, and they played each other, and yeah. you know, one got the little higher seating because they won the tiebreaker, whatever else that way. But where do you want me to start here? Yeah, I'm expecting the 49ers of to win the division. Yes, and be, and to be the number one seed. So there we have it. Kansas City and San Francisco are my number one seeds. Just so you know. Wow. Okay. All right. So uh, the 49ers made such a huge jump last year. You know, they were not just a, a, a average team. They've, they've been a bad team for many, many years. Right. Finally clicked all last year. Right. Made this huge jump. Yeah. You don't see a regression. I don't, no, because I don't think the jump that you're talking about is as huge as, like, oh, fuck, our quarterback got hurt the year before, and, you know, maybe we shouldn't have put our eggs into the C.J. Beathard should be our backup quarterback conversation. Yeah. Or then they became Nick Mullins. I mean, how many games did they lose by the skin of their teeth that year? Yeah. So – you know, I think, and there was people that year going, oh, the 49ers are going to go to the playoffs, if you remember, right? Everybody was all like, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo, the way he ended the year before, here come right. the 49ers. I think the big thing is the 49ers, you don't lose any players, and you get Trent Williams, and you get, like, two first-round picks in the yeah. same offseason, and really your team doesn't lose anything. Plus, yeah, the team stayed the same, proven commodities, and people might out there go, well, wait, you told me about the run game. Might now, run game of San Francisco is different than the run game of Tennessee. Tennessee just goes, hey, here we are. We're coming right downhill. This, we're, gonna, we're running right there. The, the Shanahan run game's not like that. It's not based on, like, physical dominance. It's based on creativity and angles and creating issues for the defense that way. So Shanahan doesn't have to depend on his guys just overpowering people up front. He gives them a schematical advantage where that's where it looks like. I mean, that's where their advantage is in the run game. That's where it's different than your normal just like, we're coming downhill and going to crush you. Plus, 
Yeah, I'm going to expect Jimmy Garoppolo to take the, the next step up in his development here, who's still very young in his playing days. So, yeah, I'm going, I'm going the Niners. All right, 49ers, and so that means that Seattle and the Rams are your two wild card yes, teams. Yes, they are. You see one, uh, one ahead of the other? Or? Yeah, I'm going to go Seattle ahead yeah. of the Rams. I mean, I think what, you know, again, Seattle, I, I like a lot about Seattle. I think they have their offensive line figured out. You know, the running back situation, it's a little iffy, okay, but I think it's a pretty damn good group of wide receivers. You know, tight ends, can they stay healthy for a year? But that's a good group there. And then the defensive side of the ball. Not good last year. No, the tight ends? No, I'm saying defensive side of the ball. Oh, no, the defensive side of the ball, you're right. Not not good good. last year. I mean, you know, to me, it's going to be some of the young guys we've talked about that got to pop up. Jamal Adams. He helped. Helps big time. Quentin Dunbar is going to help big time. I'm going to feel, I think, a lot differently about the Seattle secondary this year. It's still not like the perfect man-to-man group I've ever seen, but with Dunbar, Flowers, and Griffin, and then you talk about Diggs and Adams at safety, and then you go Bobby Wagner, K.J. Wright, and Jordan Brooks, who's a first-round linebacker. Oh, wait, and Bruce Irvin can play there or defense end. you know. And then they need a guy like L.J. Collier and Darrell Taylor from Tennessee, who they drafted in the second or third round this year, to pop up. But what I look at, it, I think they have some depth. Maybe not the superstars I'd like in their front four, but a lot of good and a lot of, like, a lot of real good, and I think they're going to be able to send waves at you again, which I think should be exciting about Seattle. And in Sean McVay, you trust. I do. You talked about it in your over-under. You said he got a bit you know, predictable or other teams could figure him out a little bit last year. They threw the ball so many times. Yes, they did. They got Cam Akers. They want to run the ball a little bit more this year. Could be a, a committee. But uh, you believe that they're going to figure it out enough to get back into the playoffs. I do. I, I'm going with McVay, that coaching staff in general, and the fact that I think there's enough talent on that football team. Yeah, often they're going to have to run the ball a little bit. Gurley was a part of that issue there this, last year. You know, also – I think the offensive line with some of the younger guys will be a year better there that way, too. They have a hell of an offensive line coach. McVay gives them an advantage schematically. You talk about a receiving core, right, when you go Cooper Cups, Woods, Mm -hmm. you know, the tight ends they have in Higby and Gerald Everett, and then you get into Van Jefferson. I think he'll be able to contribute there. And you get into also um, the running backs, you know, and and McVay's been saying he's going to use all of them this year. And I expect them to be different on that side of the ball. But I think the other thing we're sleeping on, too, a little bit here, is the front seven. You know, especially the front four. And I know Ashawn Robinson's not ready to go yet, but I just still look at Aaron Donald, Brockers, Leonard Floyd, uh, that group there, and just go, damn, they can cause havoc. And then to have a difference maker like... Jalen Ramsey in the, at the second, in the secondary, and the kid, uh, is it Joe Johnson? I always mess up his name. Uh, they're one safety who's a really good freaking football player. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams. Battle-tested, yeah. proven commodity, and barely missed out last year. I don't think we can forget that. So since 2015, only one team has been a wild-card team. Uh, Seattle's done it three times. So Seattle did it last year, 2018, 2015. But you got, you got two wild-card teams from this division. Yeah. This, uh, this year. So you got three teams making the playoffs from the NFC West. You already said the 49ers are the overall number one seed in the NFC. How do you got the rest of the seeding going? Okay, on? so the rest of the seed, I got 49ers one seed. I'm going to go Saints two seed, Cowboys yeah. three, Packers four, mm-hmm. Eagles five, mm. Seahawks six, Rams seven. Okay, yeah. you okay with that? Yeah. I, it was interesting because I thought, 
You know, there is a situation this year, different this year than any year before, where you only get one team with a bye, right? Yeah, you just right. get the, the number one seed. Theoretically, you could have it. Like, the two teams with the two best records could be in the same division. They might play in the second round, right? Because you could have the best wild card team be the team. Like, you have two the five thir- seed, right? So you, you have, have two 13 and three teams right. in one division. Right. One wins the tiebreaker. The one's the five. One's the one. The other's the five. Right. They could play each yeah, other. Yeah. The five beats the four. Yeah. Right. And then, and then the three beats the six. And yeah. The, the two wins. Two beats the seven. So then the two would play the three, and the one would play the five. Right. You yeah. could get a situation where I was thinking, like, if who knows? Like it almost happened last year, right, in the division where Seattle and the 49ers almost were both what twelve and four. You know, yeah, right the, the yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, the 49ers ended up 13 and 3, 13 right? 13 and 3, right? yeah. Seattle ended up, what, 11, 11 and 5. And five. They yeah. wanted to tie them at the end of the They wanted to win that last game to make the 49ers 12 yes. and 4. They would have been 12 and 4, and they would have won the tiebreaker. So that's a situation where you could have. It could be weird. You it could. could I mean, Florio's been talking about it all the time. Like, where, you know, this could be a year or two where, I mean, yeah, technically you could have all your whole division go. I mean, yeah, you could. It could. It could happen. I don't think that's going to happen. You don't but. have that. All right. Can I give you, before we get into your bracket, Please. we're going to do that next. I'm going to give wait. you my playoff teams. We've been teasing this the whole podcast. And this is what people, uh, more people than not, probably just This has all been it. a tease for you. Yeah. you. They did that 15 second thing where you just keep hitting, or 30 second just to get to the end. Right. Uh, you can stop because here's my, here's my picks for the playoff teams. Uh, AFC, I got the Bills. Winning the division. Yep. Only team making the playoffs from the East, <laughs> AFC East. Patriots, no. Yeah. I kind of gave that one away earlier, right? Uh, Ravens, I got in. Steelers, in. Yeah. Colts, in. Okay. Titans, in. No Houston. Okay. Two teams from the West, in. Chiefs, Broncos. Okay. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on the Broncos. That's I hear you, dude. I'm not. So we really only disagreed on I have the Houston. Te- I have Texans and you have Titans. Yep. And New England. And I went New England and you went Denver. Broncos. Basically, yep. right? Yep. So we have, we have a lot of the similar similar. Very teams similar. There. A couple. Pained me not to put the Chargers in there. That I, really pained I, me. I mean, especially I if you bring have. up top five rosters, the podcast. But they lost Derwin James. I know. Yeah. And they. Yeah. I Do we know where Mike Williams is going to be? Is he going to be ready to go here? I mean, great, yeah. Yep. Great question. Okay, so that's my AFC. My NFC. Yeah. Cowboys, NFC East, only team. Wow. E- no Eagles. No Eagles. Uh, North, I got two teams. Whoa, Detroit. I got the Packers and I got Detroit. <laughs> okay. Dude, you said they could. You said it wouldn't shock I don't you. think it's crazy. In that division, I-, I wouldn't be shocked in that division if they were all 9-7 and seven or all 8-8 eight yeah. and eight or like right around that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if somebody wins somehow. I've got two teams from the South. I got the Saints and the Bucks. And I got the Buccaneers. We knew that. I did, I did do the. Although I do share your concerns. Yeah. Okay. Like it's one of those things where we're all like, of course the Bucks. They got Tom Brady. They got Gronk. It's almost like so egregious right now with everybody yeah. picking the Bucks. I feel like karma's gonna be like, okay, wait, this is a team sport. It's about playing yeah. as a and team. You and realize not one the yet. Bucks are almost never the answer. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then the West, I got two teams. I got 49ers. I got Rams. Ooh, I you got went with Seattle. the Rams. You were probably shocked when you saw Rams on my list. I you was. were like, whoa. I was, I was hoping that to be my big mic drop thing. Right. And you kind of stole my thunder. What, on made, that. what made you go with the Rams? So I thought the same things that you said. Yeah. You know, I thought that, you know, they weren't a bad team last year. No. And a lot of things went wrong right. last year, right? Really bad offensive line play. Yeah. Uh, they got Aaron Donald on the defensive side. 
I think uh, the offense is going to be more balanced this year. Yeah. I just think they were not great last year, and they still were 9-7 and seven and almost made the playoffs. I agree. And would have made the playoffs in a seven-team format. Yeah, definitely. They would have been the last team You're in. right. They would have been in. Seattle, I think that uh, Russell Wilson can't keep doing it forever, and uh, the defense was worrying last year, even though they got Jamal Adams yeah. and have improved. Someone's got to be left off. I left off the Vikings, too. Yeah, that's okay. Well, you sacrificed, you know, Russell Wilson and his, uh, his, you know, football career all for the betterment of your Detroit Lions. That's basically <laughs> what you did. You said, Russell, I like you, but you're not making the playoffs because Detroit's here, baby. De- Detroit is here, and it has to happen this year or else there's more upheaval hey, in Detroit. Uh, but your question about the, the, the Seahawks is real. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I hear you there. You know, I mean uh, – yeah, we'll see if Quentin Dunbar can help out that secondary. Adams can help out that secondary. Sec- secondary. But th- the thing I do like is, like, you know, I wish they had one more marquee pass rusher. That's, that's the one thing that does worry me. There's no doubt about that. But as pass rushers this year, L.J. Collier, Rasheem Green, Benson Mayoa, Mi- Demontre Moore, Alton Robertson, and then, of course, you've got to put Bruce Irving in that conversation. Yeah. And then, you know, size in the middle, they're not bad there either. Um, I do think that they need Jerron Reed to be a little bit more dominant than maybe he has been. But I, I hear you there. We're going to okay. see where that goes. You mentioned some of those names. We're going to go through our MVP picks and yeah. all that stuff yeah. coming up. After you get through your bracket. So you've, you've got your bracket here. Got it. Let's do it. You've got it all lined up. Yep. So let's go through the games. Can you uh, – Yeah. what games we got? So let's go to the 2-7 matchup, right? My 2-7 okay. matchup is Saints-Rams. Yep. I'm NFC. going to – Yep. It's in New Orleans. I'm going to pick the Saints to win that football game. They okay. get their uh, revenge for the officials fucking it up and fucking them out of the Super Bowl. Uh, a few years ago. So do you want to go through your whole NFC then first? I think, I think so. You want okay. to just do NFC? Sure. Yeah. Okay, so you got uh, Saints moving on against the Rams. Then you got the 3-6. You got Dallas, Seattle. Dallas, Dallas, Seattle. In Dallas. And I'm going with Seattle. Oh, the upset. I'm going with the upset here. Yeah. Wouldn't shock me. Um, no, it, it would not me either. And I just feel like just between what Russell Wilson said, some of the things they did this offseason – I, I feel like maybe Green Bay's learned their lesson and let's not unveil Russell Wilson until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm expecting to see a little bit more of them, you know, to, to, to live and die with his right arm this year. And then everyone in Dallas will be like, new coach, different year, same, same results. old Cowboys. Yeah. Same old Cowboys. Yeah, I know. What a great year. And then Dak leaves in free agency, right? <laughs> it's, just all, it's all upheaval in Dallas. Or he ends loss. up being like the – uh, MVP of football, and they have to pay him like $45 million a year. Could happen. Yeah, it could. Definitely could happen. Uh, the 4-5, you got Packers, you got Eagles in Green Bay. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles here. Ooh, I so am. you got two road teams winning in the first round. Of I the do. NFC. I do, yeah. Um, and gosh, Eagles pushed around the Packers last year up there, and I know it's a different year and all that, but yeah, I, that's, that's the way I felt. So I got the basically the 49ers having to host the Seahawks in the divisional round. Oh. Right? Wow. So yeah. here it is. So here like it is. talking about. And then the Saints are going to be hosting the Eagles in the, the other divisional round football game. Okay. All right. So let's do it. Let's go through those. I, I'm, I'm going with the upset here. I'm taking the Seahawks. To beat the 49ers I am. in Santa Clara. I am. Just, they, they did it last year. Yeah. I, I don't know. And again, I mean, come on. What's my rhyme or reasoning? I don't, I don't know my rhyme or reasoning. Yeah. Russell Wilson, law of averages. I don't think San Francisco can get back to the Super Bowl after winning a second year. I'm going to pick them to be that team that has the bye, right, mm-hmm. and just doesn't show up off the bye week because they were the one seed, kind of like we saw the Ravens do this last year. 
Uh, you know, again, I don't know. There's no exact science. It's just where I'm feeling there. So then you have who I would not want to have to play Russell Wilson, the Seattle Seahawks, for a third time in a year in a playoff game. I yeah. know that. That would be like, oh, really? They got we got to play them again. Right. Jeez. Uh, you know, that's that's tough playing a division opponent that many times. You're scared of them. You're scared. Of, you think that Russell Wilson can keep it going? I do. You think that offense will be better for him? Make, they'll make it easier on him this I, year? I hope so. I just hope they play through the pass game more instead of always playing run, run, run. Let's play defense. Let's run the ball, control the clock. Oh, shit, we're down by 10. Hey, let's throw it every play. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wish that was – I hope that stops. All right, and who will Seattle play in the NFC Championship game? Saints hosting Eagles. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with the Saints here to win this game. Yeah, I'm going to take the Saints over Philadelphia, close football game, kind of what we saw a few years ago, really really physical divisional round playoff football game. And then, yeah, I'm going to have the Saints playing the Seahawks in New Orleans. And? I'm going Seattle. Whoa, look at this. Another heartbreaker. So you pick the the Seahawks as a wild card team. You think over the 16-game regular season, the 49ers – Schedule works out for them. Play they win the division. Yeah, but come playoff time, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Russell Wilson steps up. I, I'm I'm gonna say that, and yeah, some of the defensive young guys that we're talking about that need to step up, they step up. I mean, it's of course a very battle-tested football team. Um, and I'm playing like the law of averages here too. Again, you know, I'm about my proven commodities and proven aspects yeah. and all that this year, especially. But it's been a while, I think, since we've seen a wild card team uh, in the Super Bowl. It's been mm-hmm. one or it has two seed. Been a little while, yeah. It's been the one versus the two seed. It's one or two seed, I think, for what do I want to say now, Pete? Five years in a row? S- seven. Wow. Seven in a row. Ravens were the last team when they beat the 49ers, right? Wow. That was it. Yeah, so I, I'm gonna, I'm, I kind of th- kept that in my mind to play in the law of averages this year, too. Well, yeah, and the fact that the two seed, I mean, the Saints will have had to have played. You know, that'll be the third game. It's like they they got to play an extra game. Makes yeah. it, it harder for the number two seed. Yeah, I don't necessarily like that. Before that. Okay. That's the way it is. Uh, all right, so Seattle is going a team all right, that so I, gave I my... didn't even have them in the playoffs. Okay. This is totally divergent. You well, know, two people could not be farther apart on this. That, right so well, it doesn't mean anything. So who? give me your NFC representative. Who's going to the Super Bowl in the NFC? Saints. Saints. I got the Saints doing okay. it. All right, cool. The, the roster, defense, intact. Yeah. Even if Drew Brees goes down, I think they can figure out a way with Jameis or Taysom, Taysom Hill. Hill. Yeah, I mean, they went 5-0 and without him last year. But you had him in the championship game. I got the Saints going to the Super Bowl. Cool. Who do you envision them playing there? Uh, I didn't even do that. You didn't do it? I'm not going to do that because it no. gives me another chance to be wrong. I'm just going to say <laughs> okay. Saints are going to make it. Okay, cool. Uh, and the AFC. All right, the bye goes to the Chiefs, so they don't have to play this first round. You got the 2-7. You got Baltimore hosting Houston. Yeah, I'm going to go Baltimore. Okay. Yep, Baltimore, you know, best team in football. I just don't know. That, that to me, is where I think Texans' defense hurts them. And as much as I love their passing offense, this is one team that's, you know, it's not going to be easy to just throw the ball around the field on that group uh, in the secondary. And Baltimore's going to come in hungry. They want to prove that last year was Oh, Lamar losing playoff games is going to be a real thing. He's 0-2 in the playoffs. 
that will be the talking point as the Ravens get into the playoffs this year. Can Lamar win a playoff game? Is yeah. there an issue with the playoff Lamar? So I always say that that always sucks as a fan when your team is like the the team that is going to win the division. It's like you know the regular season, but it like all comes down to the playoffs. It's like it doesn't even matter. Yeah, it's like you play 16 games, you win the division. You're like, yeah, it doesn't matter unless you win in the postseason. Right. That, those sounds are like a Detroit Lions fan. Unenjoyable years for me. Uh, although it will be very fun to watch that team. You got the three six. You got oh. So you got Buffalo hosting New England round one. Right? It, it works out here. And I'm going to go Pats to pull off the I upset. Say, I knew you were going to do that. You knew I was. I knew you were going to do that. Playoff Bill. Yeah. Playoff Cam. Well, they'll have had a whole year to kind of figure it all out. Hopefully, yep. right? This is kind of where I kind of think New England's that way, where it's kind of like up and down, you know, and yeah. then all of a sudden we get to November and we start to go, damn, New England's starting to look good almost every week. And Yep, I'm going to have them win in a playoff game. So hopefully the Bills Mafia were listening in the beginning of the podcast. When yes, you when the they Bills, will be, yes. They go, oh, I've heard everything I need to know. <laughs> I can tune out now. 4-5, uh, got the Colts hosting the Steelers. Yeah, I'm going to go Steelers here. Okay. I am. You know, uh, Steelers, same thing. I could see them kind of being a little bit, you know, Big Ben maybe not being totally on his game early in the year. Offense trying to figure out who that other weapon is other than Juju. Mm-hmm. And them kind of being like a – Oh my gosh, last six or seven weeks, you know, they they're on fire and one of the better teams in football. All right, so that means in the d- divisional round you got the Chiefs hosting the sixth seed in um, the Patriots. Yeah, Cam versus Cam versus uh Mahomes. That'll be cool. Yep. And I'm gonna go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. You know, you heard how I talked about them all year. Plus, you know, it'd be I think it'll be different this time around. When Kansas City, and we'll see it in the regular season, when Kansas City and New England have to play each other, I think this will be the first time in the Mahomes era where I, I think Belichick will have to be a little even more creative or nuanced with how he defends you know, Patrick Mahomes. Not going to be able to play man-to-man, not going to be able to do maybe some of the crazy doubling he's done because I just think Mahomes is going to be next-level shit this year, and you better watch out if you do stuff like that's too off the – off the radar. So then the other game you have Baltimore hosting Pittsburgh. And I'm going to go Baltimore. I am. Okay. I'm going to have the them one-two. again. So you got the 1-2 advancing to the championship game in the AFC. Yeah, 1-2. And really, this is the only team that I think can beat the Ravens is the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I think the Kansas City Chiefs, the reason you've seen them 2-0 and against the Ravens, I think they're a little bit of a, they're a little bit of a uh, you know, kryptonite. Two reasons. You know, Andy Reid, aggressive on offense with talent. So Baltimore likes to be aggressive on defense and get in your face. That's tough against Andy Reid. Like, oh, you want to get in the face of Tyreek and McCole Hardman and Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey? Well, you're going to lose one of those matchups. I'm yeah. sorry. So that, and then, hey, we're Baltimore, and we like to do these crazy creative blitzes. Man, Andy Reid, they're very good at picking up that, that kind of crap. So that's where it just doesn't work out for them in that matchup. It sucks sometimes. Matchups are like that. And also, I look on the other side of the ball, and even though I don't look at the Chiefs and go, oh, you know, they're the steel curtain of the 70s or anything like that. What they do have is, as we talked about, difference makers. And they have a guy in Steve Spagnolo who, you know, in one-game situations has proven he can have a defense rise up to the occasion and do some shit that the offense isn't ready about, whether it's last year's Super Bowl yeah. and them beating the 49ers or whether it was him beating the undefeated New England Patriots in, in 2007. Same thing. 
And I think because he's so game plan specific and not afraid to take chances that way, it's a tough matchup for the Ravens. You gave him a lot of credit as the year went on yeah. last year. Because I think you were all over him in yeah. the beginning of the year. You're like, take chances. You know, you're know, de- you're not you're yeah, they the were, bend but don't break. They, but were, they were doing were the bend or break. break. They were bending and breaking. Well, like you, the they were bending and then you're like, okay, you're bending and breaking, and because you're doing that, Mahomes hasn't had the ball in 17 minutes. Like, yeah. just fucking break right away. Then, yeah, let him get it. back on the field. Remember that was when it, and I, I, you know, I feel like that Denver, that Denver game last year when Mahomes got hurt, they started being a little bit more aggressive on the defensive side of the ball. And I think it set them up for the playoffs, and that's why they were able to come back and make plays, you know, in the playoffs and do things to change games. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. The Premier League is built on hope. The hope of discovering a new star. It doesn't take long, but Darwin Nunez to make an impression. The hope of rewriting history. And the hope of continuing a dynasty. Unstoppable week after week. This is the Premier League on NBC, USA and Peacock. So you got Kansas City versus Seattle in Super Bowl 55 in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah. That was another reason, like, you know, I just couldn't pick Tampa. Like, you know, we know, you know. Yeah, it never works out like that. It right? never it's does. Like, it's, there's it no just, way. I just went with the law of averages, yeah. so we'll see there. But, yeah, I mean, uh, Russell Wilson versus Patrick Mahomes, my one and two quarterbacks and my quarterback rankings. Ooh. Uh, you know, two coaches who have won a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, Andy Reid's what lost one too. They both won and won, right, in the Super Bowl. I believe they are. And um, I think that could be a cool matchup. And Seattle Definitely. beat Kansas City a few years ago. And Seattle, oddly enough, plays that defensive scheme. That's a Seattle scheme. That San Francisco and other teams that have challenged, you know, Kansas City and given them issues. So Kansas City. Uh, I can't do it. Yeah. I just think Kansas City's going to grab this momentum, you know, by the horns or whatever the hell you want to say, and they're going to yeah. run with it. I think this is truly going to accentuate their great, greatness. So Chiefs go back-to-back. Yeah. When's the last back-to-back Super Bowl winner we ever had? The last back-to-back Super Bowl winner we've yeah. ever had? Hold on. Don't even tell me this. I think it's the Patriots in the early 2000s. Is it? Yeah. 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 Pete confirms. 2003? 2003, 2004. Yep. Patriots. So. Yeah. Chiefs are that good. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. I thought about... 49ers Chiefs, mm-hmm. 49ers beat them this time around. Yeah. I, I tossed around a few. I had the Chiefs pretty much sold in the AFC. Mm-hmm. The NFC was definitely tougher, and I really 
what I really just flipped with there was 49ers, Seahawks, Saints for the most part. I just kept going, ooh, who do I see this playing out? How do I see this playing out? And well, um, I went with Russell Magic in the playoffs. Right. Okay, so Russell Magic, but losing to Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Yep. I already told you I had the Saints from the NFC. Yeah. AFC side, Big Ben. He's oh, back. Oh, baby. He's back. Elite defense last year, TJ. I mean, this is a, de- this is a really good defense. Yeah. Top five in the NFL. No doubt. Uh, you bring Big Ben back last year, which even without him, and as bad as they were, Mason Rudolph, you got Duck Hodges. They're what, eight and eight? Yeah. And they would have been the other playoff team if, uh, if we were seven playoff right. teams last year. I say they get to the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Tomlin. And the Steelers, they win it all. Wow. As my boss walks by and he just probably shakes his head right there. Just like he said, what? What did he say right what? there? The Steelers on the Super Bowl? Steelers win it all. Big Ben comes back. Mike Tomlin, one of the most underrated coaches in the NFL, figures out a way to get it done. That would be an amazing story. That really would be. I don't think it's that crazy either. I don't, yeah. you know, I, I really don't. I could see it being that matchup. That would be a fun one. That certainly would be. Steelers are going to give people trouble this I, year if Big Ben can stay healthy. I, I, I don't see... How not? Yeah. I, I don't. You know, their offense, like you said, it doesn't have to be that special for them to be that much of a better football team. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm with you. I like the Steelers a lot, too. Okay. And wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers were in that either, in the, in, the, in the Super Bowl conversation when all said and done either. Pete's Super Bowl pick, too. Yeah, He's going to go on record. Yeah. He's agreeing with you. He's going Kansas City. He's going Kansas City. Yeah. But. His team from the NFC? Yeah. Packers. Ooh. Aaron Rodgers' revenge Dilemma tour. for Chris Sims in the Super Bowl then. So that, that's a good segue to um, MVP pick. Yeah. Because I think he, Pete makes a good point right there. Aaron Rodgers, you look at the MVP odds mm-hmm. that I was looking at on points bet over here. And Aaron Rodgers is the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10th choice plus 2,500 right now. When's the last time you've gotten Aaron Rodgers to win MVP as the 10th choice in the NFL? Mahomes has won, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. Right. That's an intriguing one at four. Deshaun, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Drew Brees, Kyler Murray, then Aaron Rodgers, and then Cam Newton right after him. Well, those nine in front of them certainly have a better support system. That's what we we do know that. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's gonna. But be th- that could take votes away, right? You say, oh, well, it could. Aaron Rodgers did it all if himself. He has, well, exactly right. If they're a good record and they have a, if he's got a statistical line that's you know somewhat comparable to those guys who have like all the big time weapons and stuff, you're right. That is what happened. Be like, well, Aaron Rodgers doing it himself. All these other guys got an all star committee around them, so. Uh, that that would be awesome. I mean, move Mahomes, Rodgers in the Super Bowl. I don't know what I would do. I'd be. I just would root for the offense. <laughs> that, just, that's all I could do. A, a game that never ends. He goes into overtime. Uh, you're going to pick Patrick Mahomes, though, I would bet. For what, MVP? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Mahomes. Okay. I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, same. You, you see my theme. Yeah, I think he's going to fucking light the world on fire this yeah. year. I just, I have a, you know, just, like I said, pressure's off, great talent. You know, Andy Reid, no governor on what plays he can call. Defenses are still early in phases of like, wait, what do we do when they're in this formation? What do you want us to check to? And this is an offense that's been together here for a while, and I just I think they're going to kind of just sneak up on the league here early on and kind of dominate. So, so what about offense? Let's do offensive player of the year. I'm going to go Dak Prescott there. Okay. okay. How does it usually 
It's usually the guy who's second in the MVP voting. They go, we'll give you this. Really all, yeah, I mean, more times than Michael not. Michael Thomas won it last year. Right, right. So, that, yeah, I thought about Michael Thomas again. Mm-hmm. I did. But Dak Pre- that's a good one, Dak Prescott. I just think, yes, with that group he has, I got them winning the NFC East, those receivers, that offensive line. Like, he could, he could have a year where statistically he's, you know, it's him and Mahomes above the rest as far as throwing the football. I'm going to throw Derrick Henry in there just to yeah. be different than you. Okay. I'm going to say Derrick Henry. Okay. I'm going to say he carries the Titans again another year. And you do it that many years in a row, you're like, okay, let's give him something. Yeah. No, uh, he should get something. Let's go Offensive Rookie of the Year. So Offensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, I have the odds up here. Hold on. A lot of really – I mean, this is – there are a lot in contention here when I was looking at it. Definitely, especially with these receivers that went in the first round. I mean, we know we got some studs in the second round at running back and – other receivers. So here's how the odds look from a, from a site that I went to. Joe Burrow, first choice. Yeah. Clyde Edwards-Elaire, Chiefs running back, second. Yeah. DeAndre Swift, third. That's probably changed a little bit now because he's injured. Jonathan Taylor, Colts running back. Jerry Judy, Broncos wide receiver. CeeDee Lamb, Cowboys wide receiver. Henry Ruggs the third. Tua, Tongue of Iloa. And then J.K. Dobbins after that. I think there's two that jump out to me. You know, I mean, Joe Burrow was certainly in the thought. I don't. I'm not yeah. going to go Joe Burrow. Well, like Kyler won it last year. It seems yeah. like if a quarterback. I know. And it could have been Josh Jacobs last year. He had a really good case for it. Didn't he did. play the last couple weeks. Yep. Um, but yeah. Burrow, I think, will be in the combo. I think there's two that jump out to me just because of the way that where they're set up. C.D. Lamb and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire mm. have like just. I think great scheme, support around them to where you'll never be able to focus on them all the way. I'm going to go with CeeDee Lamb on this one. Okay. All right? I'm just going to be a little different and throw it out there. You don't think there are too many weapons around him? You uh, know, Amari's going to take away from him. You got Gallup. You got Zeke. I, I think about it. I worry about it. I think it's like he might, he's not going to, like, lead the – you know, I think we're just going to see a 1,000-yard receiver with an unbelievable big-time highlight-type plays. I yeah. guess that's where I'm going to say. You know, and, yes, it's enough statistically to where we Crucial go. plays. That Crucial plays. A, that's a where I want to say. Exactly winner, right. Yeah. Right. right. Yes. That's where, okay. I, that's where I'm going with that. I'll go with uh, Jonathan Taylor. Okay. You're playing behind a great offensive line. Yeah. They want to feed him the ball. You got to use him. Mm-hmm. Right away, like use him. You should have a, a pass game Wisconsin. to help use out. Him. Yep. Yeah. So I'm going to go Jonathan. Taylor. I hear you. I like that. I like that more than like J.K. Dobbins, just because there's too many runners up there. Right. right. I'd be afraid that he doesn't get enough, you know, touches. Defensive player of the year. Defensive player of the year. Last year it was Stephon Gilmore, and I heard you do the show with Peter King today and Mike Florio. And you went through your whole draft, and nobody picked Stephon Gilmore. I know, right? I mean, it's really it's it's amazing. You all, all right. stumbled over yourselves to pick Aaron Donald. Well, I mean, it shouldn't even be picked. I mean, if you're gonna make me pick one, I'm picking Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's still, the favorite. He's the best defensive player in football. I mean, really, realistically, really was the defensive player of the year last year. Just the team wasn't good enough to justify it. Yeah, it was one of those. All right, but if you made me pick somebody else other than Aaron Donald. I think my next two choices are coming from the NFC West. Nick Bosa. Yep. And Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams, Ooh. like, I could just see Seattle being good. That defense that you talked about, you're scared about. If they're, you know, if they go up 10 spots and where they were as a defense or something like that, and he's got a bunch of, you know, sacks and forced fumbles and a few yeah. interceptions, you know, and it being the biggest trade of the offseason, I just feel like that will garner the attention to be, hey, there's the defensive player of the year. Uh, Khalil Mack in consideration. Of course. He's the third choice. The Watt brothers, T.J. Watt, J.J. Watt right there. 
I'm going to go with, because I felt bad about not picking him for the playoffs, Joey Bosa. Big contract, kicks it into another gear. He's financially right. secure. Shuts up the people who are saying, that's too much money for Joey Bosa. Yeah. I think yeah. He, okay. I, I threw him out there. I get you. Uh, defensive rookie of the year. So I got the odds for this one, too. This one's a little harder. It is. Uh, Chase Young seems to be the overwhelming favorite. Then you got Isaiah Simmons for uh, Arizona. Arizona, the second choice. Don't know exactly how they'll play him. I don't. He, he seems like the versatile type, and I think if he went out there and did something like that, but it seems like Arizona wants to use him just as a linebacker. It seems here. like that. Patrick Queen, mm-hmm. uh, Baltimore. A.J. Epinesa, Buffalo is the fourth choice. Derek Brown, Carolina, the defensive tackle. You got Jeff Okuda from Detroit. Right. What are you thinking? I'm thinking Chase Young. Yeah. I just. How could it not be? I I just, he's just too physically freaky and gifted. And then just like anything we're talking about here, he's got other guys in the D line where they're going to be like, wait, we can't just double Chase Young every play. Mm -hmm. You know, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, fucking Montez Sweat or Kerrigan, they're over there. We can't just like say, oh, we just worry about Chase Young. We'll be okay over here. To me, that always lends itself to, you know, a formula of success there. Just one-on-one opportunities with a freak show like him. Yeah, that's the guy I'm going to go with. I will say this. Here's my dark horse, though. Okay. Is Javon Kinlaw with the 49ers. Same okay. reason. I mean, hey, we're, we're doubling Bosa. Oh, we're doubling D Ford. Oh, wait, R. Garmstead's there. We're going to double him. And Kinlaw continues to get these one-on-one matchups. Plus, he's made for that scheme. I mean... It's the it's the Seattle scheme, and it's just like, hey, you big fucking motherfucker freak of nature, all you have to do is win that gap. All I got to do is win that gap. All you got to do is win that gap. Okay, I'll win that gap. I win the yeah. gap. I mean, yeah. that's that's what I worry about with a guy like that. Or don't worry about What about it. Kenneth Murray, another Charger? Yeah, yeah, I could see Oklahoma that. Oklahoma linebacker. Yeah. I'll throw, I'll throw him in there. Okay. Just because I really Damn, feel bad about Damn, you are really kissing the their asses. Holy. So it's like I didn't pick the Chargers to win. I picked him to have a top five roster, the kissing Chargers. Their I did asses. not pick him to go to the playoffs. I don't know. But I picked two of their players to win awards. You need to self-scout It makes no thyself. sense. None of it makes any sense. Like, not all of that can happen because it's either one or the other. I messed that up. Uh, okay, final one, Coach of the Year. Last year it was John Harbaugh. It usually goes to the team that kind of makes that step, right? It's not a, it's a unexpected leap, even though like people... Shanahan should have got it in my opinion last year. You'd yeah. already talked; they made the unexpected You're leap. Right. You're the right. Ravens went to the fucking playoffs the year before. I don't mm-hmm. understand what was so unexpected about it. You know, so that that to me it actually bothers me. The more time that's gone off, I've been like, what? No, Kyle Shanahan won the one seed with a quarterback who never played a full season. You know, for a team that won how many games they win the year before? Four. Yeah, six, or six. four. I think was it was four. four. Yeah, I, exactly right. So, I, you know, that to me was a, a mess up. There's three coaches that jump out to me the way I see the year playing out Shanahan, Andy Reid, and Mike McCarthy. I could see McCarthy going McCarthy. down to Dallas and I'm picking them winning the yeah. NFC East, right? And everything looks good. And I got mm-hmm. them as the three seed in the NFC playoffs. So I'll say Mike McCarthy right now is like, you know, the guy that's not an obvious one. But to me, I think it's going to end up being Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Because I'm okay. going to pick Kansas City to have this type of year. I'm, I'm expecting, like, I'm going on a limb with Kansas City. I mean, I am. You heard me. What I'm do you going mean going on a limb? I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking it's like 14-2. and two. Ooh. Right. Maybe maybe 15-1. and one. Maybe 16-0. and 0. No, you said that. I didn't. <laughs> uh... Okay, all right, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Mike Tomlin. I'm going to go, who's never won Coach of the Year. 
That's disrespectful. It is insane. To, to a great coach. It is insane. A great communicator, all-around good guy. Yeah. Played football at William & Mary. I interviewed his uh, college coach yep. back in the day. Yep. Um, so Mike Tomlin's my pick. Cool. So that's it. There's like the that. answer key. We, unfortunately, we've ruined it for everyone, right? It's like we've given the answers to the season. Don't even, don't even watch. You might not have to. Yep. You might not have to. Might as you well can not spend, tune in. Spend your time doing other things. I will tell you, I am so excited to watch football. Oh, my gosh. I cannot <laughs> wait. I really can't. I'm, I'm so excited for Thursday Night Football. And on Thursday, I'm going to be doing my picks podcast with Mike Floria, okay. who beat me last year. Pretty yeah. handily, right? Pretty handily. Thank you for reminding well, me. Well, yeah. it's a wake up. It's real. Yeah. We've got to be real it, about it. It, it. Pete said it wasn't even close. What, a, what an asshole he was. Uh, Where did you go wrong? Where did you, I mean, outside of not picking the right camera and the right winner, where did you go, where do you, it's self-scout thyself. You know, I get too into the weeds sometimes of these matchups. That's where I'm wrong. You're going to, we want to make it simple this year. I'm going to make it a little more simple. I am. I'm going to like back off and go like, all right, let's not worry about like, oh, this guard blocking this three technique is going to, yeah. like, somehow affect the fucking who wins the game. Yeah. Let's just pick, like, this team has Deshaun Watson and this team doesn't, and let's <laughs> fucking go with that. That's yeah. why I'm going to take a little bit more of the well, approach. Well, that was what you did every time the Texans would go 16-0, <laughs> if that was the criteria. <laughs> but kind of like you did with this exercise, right? You were like, I'm just, you know, I'm not taking these teams that woulda, coulda, maybes, or I maybe saw, it's all going to come together. That's what it together. got to me. That's, what, that's really what got me over yeah. the weekend as I just sat there and kept doing I just kind of went, well, yeah, but I'm, I'm wishing or I'm hoping or I'm thinking this could. And I kept going, wait, but some of these teams, like, I know their team already, and I know we haven't seen it this year, but there's not a lot of changing pieces. The coaches are the same, and they're proven commodities. And, and a year like this where there's so much uncertainty, I'm riding with those type of teams. All right. That, All right. Was, that was fun. Woo, 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 woo. That was, I'm so pumped up right I now. I kind of wish the games were All right. right now. I can't tell you. I'm picking my game on the podcast on Thursday, but you go ahead. Give me yours right now. Who's winning week one, Sunday night football or Thursday night football? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But. You know, what NBC. Is it nine? It's Chiefs by nine. Is that what it is right I now? I think it is. Yeah. Right. yeah. I know you think it's going to be closer than that. I do. Um, I think I did pretty well on this last year. If we go back and look at the tape. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Chiefs. Okay. I think they win it, but I think that Houston covers. Okay. All right. I think it's closer than nine. Okay. I, don't I think would, it's a. I would expect digit. that to be too. I would expect it to be. All right. Then you got to do the other NBC game: Rams okay. Cowboys. Where Gotta open that? up that new Ram Stadium. There's gonna That's be really right. loud fans there. Really loud. Oh, they're gonna be at 70 decibels. 70. That's all they're allowed to go to. Seeing it though, so I <laughs> I think the give me the give me the Rams. Going to the Rams. Give me the Rams. They've been sh- you know, they're sharper than most other teams because they have had cameras follow them around. Do you you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you kinda gotta bring your And your they stopped A-game. shooting in the porta potties, so they should be good. <laughs> I didn't see every other episode, did they? Uh, they they put an end to that. I think they that immediately they ended it. Yes. Well, I'm good. I'm a, I'm an episode behind, so I need to watch the last episode, but it's okay. been good. I've enjoyed it. Have you learned anything about either team like that you uh, didn't know before? I can't say that I have. Okay. No. No, nothing that jumps out right okay. now. All right. All right, we're out. We're out. We're out. Done. There's Ahmed Ahmed Farid with his cool, trendy shirt and his cool white sneakers. We're breaking all the traditions today, wearing white after Labor Day. I'm Chris Sims. We'll be back Thursday. Like I said, Picks Podcast with Florio. And really, going forward, pretty sure we're going to be doing three podcasts a week here from here on out. Monday, you know, Monday, reaction to Sunday. Wednesday, my deep dive podcast where we hit something film-wise. And then Thursday morning, I'll always pick, uh, do the Picks podcast with, with Florio. So everybody be good out there. Thanks, dude. You the man. Clap, Clap it, it up. up.
Man, we're good. Holy cow, we're good. Man, we're great. <laughs>